Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. And I just want to quickly say a big thank you to two men that are in the building today. They've come all the way from New Zealand to spend time with our production team and many of the men and women behind the scenes. And that's Matt Linton on the front row here and Dan Cotton on the back desk there. We love you guys. Thanks for coming over. Can we show our appreciation? Great to have you guys with us. And they will shoot straight off to Melbourne, where they're going to be in Melbourne tonight, Life Melbourne, in their service, and then spending time with their team and go home on Wednesday. And that's when Pastor Scott arrives. So it's just the fun continues with our Kiwi family and friends. Amen? Sound good? Can we put our hands together for the band? Thanks, team. You do a great job. The choir. And as Pastor Kath mentioned, we are continuing our series, Jesus Is. Can you say, Jesus Is, with me? Not with me, but yeah, just Jesus is. Well done, you stopped just at the right time. I appreciate that. So we're going to continue this series. And essentially, this series is about understanding who Jesus is and gaining a greater appreciation for what he's done for you and what he's done for me. In John chapter 14, verse 6, it says, Jesus answered them, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Week one, I had the privilege of sharing that Jesus is the way. And we looked at three big questions, three questions I've been asked many times over and over and over again in my ministry life. And they were, do all roads lead to God? What's so special about Jesus? And why is God so narrow-minded? If you want to know the answer to some of those questions, please get online and have a listen to that message. And last week, Pastor Ash shared a brilliant message around Jesus being the truth. And if you want to know more about these messages, please have a listen because they're really helpful in gaining understanding to help us help our family and friends who are far from God, who are confused about church, religion, and the Bible, Jesus, and all those other things. And it's going to help you have answers for them. Also, it's going to help you go deeper and stronger in your faith. Amen? And today we're going to continue our series and we're going to look at Jesus is the life. Everyone say the life. Some of us today, and maybe way too many of us today, are far too busy with what we call making a living. Monday to Friday, we go to work. We run our businesses. We do our duties to earn our pay. And to quote the great theologian Jimmy Barnes, we're working hard to make a living, bringing shelter from the rain. A father's son left to carry on blue denim in his vein. Oh, 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 oh. He's a working class man. Look at this. Everyone's just. Pete's finally woken up. He's worshiping now. Awesome. So many people are trying to make a living, but not having a life. Trying to make a living, but they don't have a life. And life is about much more than earning a living. I want you to know this, that God wants you to live your best life. And your best life is not found in prosperity. It's not found in popularity. It's not found in power or personal gain. Your best life, 
Your only life is found in Him. It's in Christ that we find life. When Jesus said, I am the life, He was talking about something far more than just this life. Something far more than just breathing. Something far more than just feelings. Something far more than just Things, something far more than just experiences and something far more than just surviving. When Jesus said, I am the life, He was talking about something more than all of this. He was talking about a life. He was saying, I am the principle of life. I am the source of life. I am everlasting life. And He's not only has a life, He is the life. And here's the good news. He wants us to share in this life. John chapter 10, verse 10, which is right up there with probably 10 of my top favourite Scriptures of all time. John 10, Verse 10 says that the enemy or the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full. Jesus wants us to have life to the max. The King James Version says to have an abundant life. And that word abundant means a super abundant life in quality, a superior life in quantity an excessive life, an exceedingly abundant above life, a more abundant life, an advantage life, a high valued life, a beyond measure life. And get this one, a superlative life. I like that. A superlative life. And the good news is that he's not just talking about life after death. He's talking about something that you and I can experience right here, right now. This is the good news. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, reading from the message, Paul says this, Alive, I'm Christ's messenger. Dead, I'm His bounty. Life versus even more life, I can't lose. This is the good news. That in Christ... As I've said many times before, we get the pie in the sky when we die and the steak on the plate while we wait. That is good news. Jesus came to give us a full life. Everyone say full life. And so the question this morning is, what does that look like? And how does it affect us today? Now I wanna look at the book of John and read a portion of scripture from the life of Christ in his resurrected form. John chapter 20, verse 19 says this, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After this, he showed them his hands, he showed them his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, Jesus said, I am sending you. 
And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, you are not forgiven. I want you to know this morning that Jesus wants to fill your life with many things. And from this passage today, I want to highlight just four of them where Jesus wants to fill our lives. And the first one is this, that Jesus, with the life that he has, he wants to give your life full of purpose. He wants to give your life that is, sorry, full of peace, full of peace. Jesus said to the disciples, peace be with you. And he was serious, and we know that because he repeats himself. He says, peace be with you. Unfortunately, we tend to think of peace in terms of an experience. Maybe it's a massage or a location. Maybe it's Bali. Or, or maybe it's the absence of pressure. But when Jesus used the word peace, he was talking about an internal peace, not necessarily a circumstantial peace. This life that Jesus wants to give will give you a life full of peace. And that starts first and foremost with us having peace with God. And this is at the core of what all of us need. You'll often see in the movies or maybe you've experienced this firsthand where someone's on their deathbed and they want to get right with God. Or maybe there's someone on the, by the bedside saying, you need to make your peace with God. Well, the good news is we can actually make peace with God through Jesus. Jesus made peace with God possible through the atonement. We can have peace with God, a life full of peace. And in this crazy world in which we live, this turmoil-filled world in which we live, that is good news. Yeah. And not only can we have peace with God, but we can live in the peace of God. Yeah. I love this thought. John 16 verse 53 says, In this world, you will have troubles. There's a fact. You will have troubles. And so if you've ever had a trouble in your life, if you've ever had a difficult moment in your life, it was prophesied about many years ago. But there is good news. He can bring calm to your trouble, calm to your storm. And that's what he wants to do. I remember a number of years ago, 2016 to be precise, when I was in hospital and they couldn't find what was wrong with me. Eventually they found out that I had a blood infection. But in that time, there was a lot of chaos and, and I felt like an experiment. I felt like a guinea pig and doctors were coming in all gloved and gowned up and they did not know what to do with me. They did not know what was wrong with me. And for three days, there was no answers. And although there was turmoil, I can honestly tell you, I found what I'm talking about today, this peace in the midst of trouble, this peace in the midst of no answers being found. And that peace is available to us. So we can have peace with God and we can have the peace of God. And this life full of peace that's on offer through Christ also means that we can have peace with ourselves. Many people today are just et up on the inside. They don't have peace. And Jesus makes sense of the strive and struggle of trying to work out who we are. Yeah. 
Jesus brings peace to us. Many times we wish we were just a little bit richer, a little bit taller, a little bit thinner, a little bit something. And we're always trying to change ourselves. But because of the life of Christ, Jesus accepts us. And if he accepts us, guess what? We can accept us. And when we accept us, because he first accepts us, we can live in what the Bible calls peace. And it transcends understanding. It transcends what you're facing. It transcends what you're going through. And it doesn't make sense to those who are struggling and striving. And that's our entry point into people's lives to share the good news. Are you with me this morning, church? So with Christ being the life, we can have a life full of peace. And not only can we have a life full of peace, but we can have a life full of power. Everyone say power. Power. Jesus in this passage breathes on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Now we know as we read on that the Holy Spirit never came in that moment. The outpouring came some seven weeks later. But he breathed on them by way of acting out a parable, suggesting to them that my breath, my life, my word will be with you always through the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and enters your life, you receive a power on the inside of you, a supernatural power to do what you can't do in your own strength. Have you ever read the Word of God and thought, that's great, but I'm just struggling to do it? Even the great apostle Paul came to that conclusion. In Romans 7, he says, Why is it that I do what I don't want to do? But what I want to do, I don't do. Anyone else felt like that? You set out, I'm going to do the right thing today. No, why do I do what I don't want to do? And and why don't I do what I want to do? Well, you're in good company. But with the Holy Spirit at work in our lives, He gives us a supernatural ability to do what doesn't come naturally. For example, forgiving those that hurt you. Who here has ever been hurt? Whoever's been hurt by somebody else. And that hurt can last and live with you all the days of your life. And sadly for many people, that is true. But with the power of the Holy Spirit at work on the inside of us, He wants to bring a peace that helps us to overcome that pain and to help us overcome that struggle that we have on the inside. And as hard as that may be, we can live at peace with everyone, even if they don't live at peace with us. There's power to live at peace with others, even when they don't respond well. I mentioned 2016, but that whole year was a crazy year for us. It started off with the death of our youth pastor. Straight after that, my wife had a cancer scare. Straight after that, Mitchie broke his arm. Straight after that, I end up in hospital for three weeks with a blood infection. Straight after that, I have to have heart surgery because my valve was damaged because of the blood infection. It was just one thing after another after another. And I don't know if you've ever had a year like that or a month like that or a week like that. Maybe your week has been like that just this week. But when the Holy Spirit comes, He wants to give you a power to get back up again. And when you've had the wind knocked out of you, it's hard in the natural to get back up again. When you're forgiven once and twice and three times and seven times, it gets hard to keep doing it. 
Even Peter said, how, how long do we have to keep forgiving people? Seven times? And she said, no, no, 70 times seven. I mean, like, come on, that's a big ask. And I dare say it's an impossible ask, but for God. You can have a power on the inside of you. And that's why Paul was able to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The amazing thing about that passage of Scripture is that Paul wrote it in prison when things weren't going well. This wasn't after Paul won the lottery. This wasn't after the day he got married. This was in the midst of a struggle. This was in the midst of prison. And Paul had this inside power, this inside strength that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is the life of God that's available to each and every one of us who believes. See, I firmly believe with all my heart that Christianity is not always about winning. It's about the art of losing victoriously. If you can learn the art of losing victoriously, guess what? You win on every occasion. When you're winning, you win. And when you're losing, you still win because you realise there's something bigger and something greater going on on the inside of you. This is good news. Jesus is the life. And as a result, we can have a life of power. Everyone say power. Thirdly, we can have a life of purpose. Say purpose. Jesus in this passage states the central purpose of our existence. He says, as the Father has sent me, now I am sending you. Jesus wants to bring meaning and purpose to our lives. He wants purpose and meaning to enter our lives. That time I was in hospital, I remember asking myself a very serious question because of the way I was feeling and what the doctors were predicting. I said, I feel like my body is shutting down. And they said, Mr. Rainbow, that's because your body is shutting down. And I remember that moment asking myself this question. What could be worse than dying? And no sooner had I asked myself this question, I felt this answer come. The thing that'd be worse than dying would be living with no purpose. Just getting through this experience and coming out of hospital and just existing. Complaining about what had happened to me, complaining about God, complaining about the church, complaining about Christianity, complaining about the hardships that I'd faced. And I thought, what a miserable existence. There's something far worse than dying and that's living without purpose. And I remember making a decision, I don't want to just be alive. I want to be fully alive. And it wasn't long after that, I got this tattooed on my arm, fully alive as a reminder of why I came through that moment. And it wasn't to whinge, it wasn't to complain, it wasn't to say, woe is me. It wasn't to blame God, it wasn't to blame the church, it wasn't to tell everyone about my hardships. It was actually to bring purpose and meaning, not only to my life, but to every person in this room today and watching online. We were born on purpose, for a purpose, and with a purpose. And I would say whatever has happened to you only serves for the greater purpose of sharing the good things that God has done. If you've been through hardship, if you've had a tough time and you're still here, praise God. That's your testimony. Are you with me today? Fantastic. And the last point this morning is simply this. Number four, Jesus is... The life, and that means we can have a life full of promise. 
we can have a life full of promise. You see, this life is not all about this life. If you're wondering why some of your prayers didn't get answered, it's because this life is not all about this life. This event that we've just read concerning Christ and the disciples happened a week after He rose from the dead, after He defeated death and hell once and for all. This is Jesus in His resurrected body. And because Jesus defeated death, you and I don't have to fear it. See, death for the Christian is not the end, but it's an entry point into eternity. Heaven really is our home. And this is Jesus' promise to us. In John chapter 11, verse 26, it says, whoever lives by believing in Christ will never die. It's a great thought. And to illustrate this point, I want you to pretend, just for a moment, that this rope goes on forever. This rope represents a timeline of your existence. And this little red part, this represents your time here on earth. And then all of this represents eternity somewhere else. Unfortunately, many of us only think about this. And because we want certain things to happen in this moment, we get upset when it doesn't. Why didn't so-and-so get healed? Why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? And we put all our eggs into this basket called earth. And as I've already mentioned, God wants to do much in this space. He wants to come and bless. And and I thank God that we're part of a Christian community where we really do believe God still does miracles. Think of young Ashley, healed of cancer. So good. But that's not always the case. And the only way I can make sense of what I can't make sense of is when I include eternity. See, we spend our whole life, for the most part, trying to make this part comfortable. Trying to enjoy ourselves as much as we can. Earn as much money as we can. And that in and of itself is not necessarily bad, but my question today is, what about this? What about eternity? And what we do here on earth determines how we spend this. You see, the question all of us are going to be asked when we get before God the Father, we're all going to be asked this one question. What did you do with my son? What did you do with Jesus? 
And for all of those that receive Christ into their heart and Christ into their life and receive Jesus as the life, the way, and the truth, we have all eternity to spend with Him. We get one chance at this life. There's no second chances. And I want to encourage the church not to waste this moment here on planet Earth. Let's not waste it chasing things that don't really matter. Let's not waste our life. The kind of life that I've been talking about today is only found in Him. It's only found in Jesus. I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger when he said, come with me if you want to live. (laughs) Something like that. It echoes the sentiment of Jesus. If you want to live, if you want to really live, if you want life with a capital L, if you want a full life, if you want an abundant life, If you want a magnificent life, come to me. There's an invitation from Him every day to come to Him. If you've been a believer for many, many years, there's a fresh invitation today from Jesus Himself that says, come to me. All you who are weary, all you who are tired, burdened, come to me and you will really live. And for those in this place, those online that have never responded to the message of Jesus, there's an invitation minus the condemnation to come to Him. That we might not only experience an abundant life in the red bit, but an abundant life for all time and eternity. Are you with me this morning, church? Of course, for us to experience this life that's on offer, we have to surrender. We have to come to Him because Christianity in its purest, simplest form is a relationship with God that can take place through Jesus. And Jesus stands here and says, come to me. And if we don't come, the relationship is rendered null and void. Because last time I checked, in order for any relationship to work at any level, it takes two. Many marriages do not work because there's one loving, the other's not. Many relationship breakdowns is because one is loving and the other is not. It takes two. What we know is that Jesus initiated a way possible. And now He waits for a response from us. Will you stand with me this morning? This is a message I trust not just for believers, but for unbelievers, for the confused, for the unsure, for the uncertain. It's a message for the cynic and the skeptic because Jesus loves you. And no matter how you've come today, we're just so glad that you're here. If you're watching online, we're just so glad that you've tuned in. This is a message for everyone because Jesus so loved the world. 
that he gave his life that we might have life to the full. As we contemplate, think and reflect upon this, I wanna create a moment just to worship, just to reflect and just to respond right now. So we just close our eyes. Just gonna ask the team to lead us in song right now as we worship him. Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. And we come to you afresh today. Confidence, joy, hope and peace. Come on, church. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you're encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life and we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Adelaide campus. If you'd like to know more about Life, then visit our website at lifeadelaide.org or download the Life Adelaide app and stay connected.